four-game slate is over. The four-game slate is over. Sing it from the mountaintop, Mike. The four-game slate is over. Yeah, yeah, the four-game slate is over. Thank goodness. Uh, that was just ugly. Uh, I still don't like the Spurs, and we get to deal with them again tonight on the back-to-back. I mean, realistically, we had a four-game slate with the Spurs and the Memphis Grizzlies. I'm not sure what we expected, but now we've got 11 games. You can just throw that stupid Spurs game out the window and not even pay attention to it. You'll still have a big 10-game slate with three games that have an over-under touching 230 tonight. This should provide us with a lot of opportunities to make us money. Yeah, I know. There's a lot of opportunity, a lot of fantasy points that are going to be scored tonight. Uh, and the good thing about those games with the 230 spread, or the 230 total, is they're relatively competitive. The largest spread is Cleveland on the road against Phoenix, and that's only seven and a half. We'll talk about the most stackable of those three games in just a minute, but first let's get to the big news. Aaron Gordon's still out for the Orlando Magic. Dario Saric is questionable for the Philadelphia 76ers. For the Hawks, they'll be without Malcolm Delaney and DeAndre, DeAndre Bimbry. OG is doubtful for the Raptors. Steven Adams, questionable for the Thunder, as well. So is Jarrett Allen, questionable for the Nets. For the Knicks, Ennis Cantor and Lance Thomas, both questionable. Paul Zipser is out for the Bulls. Cody Zeller, doubtful for the Hornets. Dwight Bikes, Stanley Johnson, and Reggie Bullock, all questionable for the Pistons. There could be some wing value available in Detroit if two or three of those guys are out. Rodney Hood, questionable for the Cavs. And Brandon Ingram, out for the Lakers. Mike, one of the most difficult things we have to do is on an 11-game slate with, as you just heard, most of, most of the news being questionable, not necessarily definitive in any way, picking out what we call must plays early in the day. It's not very easy. We tell you all the time, the most important thing you can do, subscribe to Sportsline. You can do that for $1 right now with the DFS podcast promo code and get Mike's lineups closer to lock when we will have more information, especially as we move later in the year, as we get closer to baseball season. There's going to be more and more information coming out late, more and more late scratches. You need to get that subscription. You need to get Mike's lineups. But we're going to give you a baseline to start with, and the baseline I'm starting with tonight is DeAndre Jordan at center for the Clippers against the woeful dreadful Chicago Bulls, the team that has to start certain players and play them for a quarter so they don't get in trouble, and then they don't play them again the rest of the game. Jordan should absolutely dominate this team, even if he only plays three quarters. He's had a floor of around 30 to 35 fantasy points here recently, did put up 51 against the Cavs, 54 against the Knicks. I'm all in on Jordan against the Bulls tonight. That makes a ton of sense. I I like DeAndre Jordan a lot there. Uh, for my must-play, I'm going to say a Denver guard. It's either going to be Gary Harris or Will Barton, if not both. Uh, their price points have come down, especially on FanDuel. They're both 6,500. Uh, I just really like this matchup for them. I think it's a really good spot, you know, on the road against the Lakers. Lakers really aren't a very good team defensively. You know, this game's got the highest total of the night. Uh, also, the closest spread of the night. So this game should be very, very competitive. And, you know, I like both of these guards to kind of get back on track as they've both been a little inconsistent recently, but I will be using Will Barton and Gary Harris both across my lineups tonight. Well, that should make it easy for you to come up with a stay away then. You just pick any other shooting guard because you can't play any other shooting guard because you've already locked two of them down. Yeah, I mean, you could look at it that way. I don't know if I'll play them both in every lineup together, but I, I think that... 
another guy that I'm probably going to end up fading. I don't think that it's going to be at the shooting guard position. I think I'm going to fade Anthony Davis. I knew this was coming. I know. I knew you did. Uh, Anthony Davis, the price point, you know, $13,000. Hard to argue with him. I know he's at home, has the good scores keeping. Uh, he's just still, he's fragile at this point in the season. I think it's a little bit too risky with this many games to pick from. You're afraid Superman is going to bend him like steel. Yes, that's what's going to happen. Just for a point of reference, Anthony Davis coming off a game that he missed after leaving a game early, going up against the Utah Jazz in what looks like just an awful matchup, put up 79.7 FanDuel points in his last game. Yeah, and, you know, he, he did have 10 blocks in that game. Uh, you know, he, he got the triple double with points, rebounds, and blocks. Wait, wait, are we, are we qualifying a 79 point performance by saying it wasn't sustainable? Yeah, I am. Okay. I, I like that a lot. I, I at least appreciate it. Your honesty is refreshing in this regard. I am going to go and stay away from Blake Griffin, 8,600, going up against that jazz team that Anthony Davis just torched. Griffin has been much steadier as of late at least 43 FanDuel points in each of his last four games no more than 49 he's been just rock steady but the price has risen back up to where it belongs and if he's not underpriced I'm not going to play him on the road at Utah yeah I know it makes a ton of sense I mean that game's got a total of 197 and you know for good reason it may not even get there so yeah I'm on board with fading Blake Griffin also nope. We've got an 11-game slate, and I have talked before about self-exclusion and not the kind where you can't play DFS, but the kind where you just avoid certain things, the type of things that cause us pain and heartache. And we have a couple of games tonight. The Orlando Magic at the San Antonio Spurs, the Detroit Pistons at the Utah Jazz. I I don't expect you're, you're going to tell me that I can cancel out both of these games, Mike, but I can take at least one of these games off the slate and just get rid of it, right? Yeah, no, I definitely think you can. I mean, I think for me, it's probably Orlando and San Antonio that I would take off first. The only reason for that is, you know, we mentioned uh, Bikes, Johnson, and Bullock are all questionable for Detroit. If they all three were to sit, I think that, you know, you might be, I won't say forced into a situation, but there will certainly be at least one to two players that could benefit enough, even though the total is so low. All right, it's gone. Let's start at the top. It's a 10-game slate, and we like all the games. The Denver Nuggets... Two-point favorites at the Los Angeles Lakers, 230.5, the over-under last I looked. Is this the most stackable game of the night? Uh, yeah, I think so. Uh, I mean, you know, we, it's pretty obvious, you know, based on the total, based on the spread, that you're going to want a ton of exposure to this game. So I really strongly interested in your take on Lonzo Ball in this spot. Not very good in his last game. He's priced at 7800 over on FanDuel. We have certainly seen flashes of his upside as of late. Uh, 50 is not out of the question, but neither is 20. Yeah, no, I, I kind of like Lonzo uh, a lot tonight. I, I think that, you know, the last game against Cleveland's kind of concerning. I think that, you know, the number of games on the slate is going to kind of drive down his ownership. And then the fact that you've got Kyle Lowry against the Nets, who's only $200 more. I think that's really going to eat into Lonzo's ownership. I'm going to be taking the stance, and I'm going to be playing Lonzo because I want to be part of that game stack. Uh, but I, I do think people are probably going to pick Kyle Lowry over Lonzo tonight. Oh, I would expect they will against the Brooklyn Nets. I, I mean, Lonzo's game should be closer. I think it's more likely that he plays extensively in the fourth quarter than it is with Lowry. 
But Lowry is finally kind of getting back to the Kyle Lowry that we expected. We'll talk more about him a little bit later. Is there anyone besides Lonzo, though, on the Lakers that you're considering? Um, I, I don't have a ton of interest just because the, the price points are going up quickly. Uh, you know, I kind of like Kyle Kuzma a little bit. Uh, you know, he's represented a really high floor. He's been getting close to 40 minutes a game recently. So that, that's a really positive thing here in this spot. So I think that you can look at Kyle Kuzma. It's just, you know, the price point is, you know, at 7,000, he's really starting to get to that point where he doesn't offer a ton of upside anymore. And then I know Will, Will Barton, Gary Harris, uh, one of those two is your most must play. Maybe both. I've currently got both in our FanDuel lineup right now at 6,500. Are those the only two nuggets you're interested in? Um, I think that you could also look at, uh, Paul Millsap. You know, he's $300 cheaper than Kuzma. Uh, you know, this is a pretty good matchup for him against the Lakers. They're going to need him out there. Uh, my issue is, is he doesn't, you know, he scored in the mid thirties a couple times, which is fine playing some good minutes there, but you know, he's not going to play 35 minutes. The Nuggets have kind of made that pretty clear. Uh, so that doesn't up, limit his upside a little bit, but I do think he's someone that should be on your radar still. Yeah, he's always been a pretty reliable producer and maybe a little bit lacking in upside. And, and Jokic definitely hampers that upside. He's 9,700 on FanDuel tonight. I already said DeAndre Jordan is my must play, but you are encouraged to disagree with me. When Jokic is 1,500 more than DeAndre Jordan, do you, st- do you prefer Jordan? Uh, in this specific matchup, yes, I prefer Jordan. I mean, the matchup with the Bulls couldn't really get any better. And, you know, there's a lot of mouths to feed for Denver tonight, uh, knowing that I like the guards so much. I have some interest in Millsap. So I think that Jokic is just behind DeAndre for me. Cleveland Cavaliers are at the Phoenix Suns after getting embarrassed by the Lakers, who we just talked about. Cavs are seven and a half point favorites with a 230 over under. You are the LeBron James whisperer, Mike. He has been just phenomenal down the stretch. You didn't mention him as your stay away. You did mention Anthony Davis. So are you going to have some LeBron James tonight? Uh, yeah, I will. I will definitely try to have LeBron at some point, uh, you know, have some exposure across some of my lineups there. I do like the matchup on the road at Phoenix. Uh, I'm hoping that the road game just makes this a little more competitive, gives them a full complement of minutes. Uh, Wait, more competitive, like a... the Cavs can stay in it? Yeah, yes. If the Cavs can stay in this game, they... uh they definitely need to do so. They need to win this game. Uh, it would be a really bad loss to lose this after the other game in L.A. So I, I like LeBron. He's probably my favorite stud on the night. It's interesting because LeBron, more expensive by $100 on DraftKings than Russell Westbrook, more expensive and he, he, by 500 on FanDuel. Um, you gave Anthony Davis as a stay away. And Davis, 12900 on FanDuel. That makes a lot of sense. Over on DraftKings, LeBron's 11-6. Anthony Davis is 11-2. Are you playing LeBron over Anthony Davis if you've got one utility spot to fill? Uh, I mean, it's a lot more difficult of a decision over there, but I do think that I'm going to take the stance on LeBron over AD tonight, and I might look silly for doing it, but I, I'm going to be leaning towards LeBron. So the Phoenix Suns have been a great source of value at times this year. They don't play a lot of defense. They have plenty of guys that can fill up the bucket. They have also been a disappointment, and I don't like the spot they're in here. It's a great matchup against the Cavs who don't really guard anyone, but it sounds like everybody's going to play, and they're kind of priced as if somebody's supposed to be out. Yeah, no, the price points uh, just doesn't, I don't know, man. It's a really tough spot to get for me here. You know, with Jackson, Booker, and Warren all coming back, it does make it difficult to get any of them in there. 
you know, I think we still need to watch the news. You know, Warren dealing with back spasms is always something that can flare up uh, early, you know, before the game starts tonight. I think there's a chance that one of them ends up sitting. Uh, so we just got to kind of watch the news. But if they all play, I don't know that I can get a ton of exposure to the Suns. The third game with an over-under of 230 or higher, Charlotte at New Orleans. I think this might be my favorite game to stack, even though Anthony Davis is Mike's stay away. Pelicans five-point favorites. I like Kimball Walker a lot in this spot. Russell Westbrook on FanDuel is $12,000. There are no other point guards until you get to Kimball Walker at 8300 You mentioned Kyle Lowry, who I do think will have higher ownership. I like Kimba quite a bit in this spot. Yeah, I like Kimba a lot too. I think, you know, I'm kind of taking the stance on, I, I guess I'm kind of fading Kyle Lowry in this point because I'm going to take the stance on I like Lonzo a little better uh, just from the ownership game and the game that he's in. And I do like Kemba better. So I, I 100% agree with you on Kemba Walker tonight. I'm going to play him over Kyle Lowry when I'm in that position as well. Uh, so, yeah, Kemba Walker, fire him up for sure. And if I'm playing this as a part of a game stack, the other one I'm going to have is Dwight Howard. I do think Dwight Howard is risky. I would not play him in cash games because there's a chance Anthony Davis could get him in foul trouble, even if he's not necessarily guarding Anthony Davis, just with Davis going to the basket. But he has big upside. New Orleans is not going to do anything to stop him other than get him in foul trouble. Yeah, I mean, you know, if he gets himself in foul trouble, that's, you know, like you said, the only way they're going to stop him. Uh, it's very encouraging. In the last game against Phoenix, he put up 60 FanDuel points. Uh, I think he could be in line for a similar performance tonight against the Pelicans. I think it's really interesting, the decision between Dwight and DeAndre tonight. I think it's pretty interesting. I mean, I, I, I get that there's a little easier matchup for DeAndre, but Dwight's upside, knowing that he's probably going to play all four quarters here, I think that it makes it a really close decision for me. Drew Holiday's price just too high at 8900 yeah, um, for this many games, I think so. Uh, you know, I mean, I think that he's close to Victor Oladipo, uh, more expensive than Bradley Beal. I, I, I like Drew Holiday. I mean, I, I have no problem putting him in a game stack here, but I think that it's probably just the price point's too high with 11 games. The Clippers are at the Chicago Bulls. Clippers six and a half point favorites. Got a 223.5 over under on this one. DeAndre Jordan is the guy that I'm building around tonight for the Clippers. I think you could absolutely get some Lou Williams in your life at 8,400. I don't know that I'm interested in the other part of this game. Yeah, I mean, the only other guy that I could see if you needed a little to save a little money would be Austin Rivers, uh, just because I think it's a you know it's a pretty good matchup. Um, you know, he's been decent. The price, you know, at 6,400, I don't think he offers a ton of upside, but I do think he has a nice floor in this individual matchup. He will get a bunch of minutes. He's just $6,000 over on DraftKings. That make it, may make it a little bit easier. We'll just move right on because there's a lot of games to choose from tonight. Toronto Raptors, nine-point favorites at Brooklyn with a 218 over-under. You've already said you're fading Kyle Lowry. In a situation where you're fading Kyle Lowry, does it make sense to get some DeMar DeRozan at 8,100? Uh, yes, it does. DeRozan is next in line for me after the Nuggets shooting guards. Um, you know, so if I don't play both of them, I'll probably pair them with one of them with DeMar DeRozan. Uh, you know, he's cheaper than Devin Booker, Lou Williams, Bradley Beal, Drew Holiday. And, uh, you know, he maybe shouldn't be. Uh, so I think that this is a really good spot for DeRozan. Uh, makes a ton of sense if you're fading Lowry that he's going to have, you know, carry that extra scoring load. So DeRozan is my third favorite shooting guard and definitely someone I will have exposure to. Yeah. And especially over on DraftKings, I mean, DeRozan's 7,700. Uh, Will Barton, 64. I don't think $1,300 is enough for the difference between those guys, so I'm going to have quite a bit of DeRozan over on DraftKings. Yeah, I agree with that. Makes a lot of sense. 
if Jared Allen is ruled out, is there anybody that becomes a value for the Nets? Uh, I mean, maybe, but <laughs> I, it's it's not really reliable value, so I, I probably am just going to avoid that situation. You're not going to jump all over Quincy AC? Uh, no, probably not. Okay, we'll stay away from the Nets tonight. Yeah, I think that you should probably stay away from the Nets. Uh, you know, again, considering 11 games, just I don't see any reason to re- take that risk. Minnesota at Washington, the Wizards three and a half points favorites with a 217.5 over under. Both these teams, of course, still playing without their stars. Who's your favorite play in this game, Mike? Uh, Nemanja Bielitsa now for sure. Uh, you know, he's playing Jimmy Butler type minutes, 45, 40, and 40 in the last three games. Uh, basically scoring 40 fantasy points a game there. I think that he's someone that needs to be on your radar at 5,800 on FanDuel. Uh, I've got him in my lineups right now at small forward, so he's my number one play in this game. And he is dual eligible over on DraftKings. That small forward eligibility on FanDuel, very nice, obviously, because we've already picked out mostly who we want to play at shooting guard, but Bielitsa can fill, fill in at the small forward or the power forward position, 6,200 on DraftKings. I, I think that's still a fine price. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it's... Priced a lot closer to where he should be, but given the number of minutes and opportunities he's got, you know, he, he's still playing like a seven thousand plus dollar player right now, so I have no issue paying that price. Bradley Beal priced almost like a nine thousand dollar player, eighty five hundred, eighty six hundred, depending on which site you are on, has not been as good in his last couple of games. One of which was a pretty great matchup against the New Orleans Pelicans. Do you have any interest in Beal or anyone on the Wizards? Uh, I mean, I think the issue for me with Beal is the position he plays tonight. You know, I've already told you I like the Nuggets so much. We've kind of taken the stance that DeRozan is the better play here. So I'm probably not playing Bradley Beal, and I'm probably not interested in any of the Wizards in this game. We've got four games left to talk about, Mike, and we need some power forwards. Dallas Mavericks are probably not where we're going to find that power forward, but one-and-a-half-point favorite at the New York Knicks, the terrible, no-good, very bad New York Knicks, 216.5 over-under. Say Michael Beasley's name first. Uh, Michael Beasley will play basketball tonight. I don't know if you should use him in your DFS lineups, but you, you might. You know, depending on what happens with Ennis Cantor and Lance Thomas, if they're both ruled out, you will be firing up some Beasley. Unfortunately, he is a small forward. He is a small forward. He did have a double-double in his last game against the Toronto Raptors, still just 22.7 fan duel points. The problem I have with this is, Listen, let's not act like we ever thought Michael Beasley was anything but inconsistent. And so when he's on a downstretch, it just means less people are going to play him. His price is cheaper. Maybe he'll, this will be the night. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I, he's going to be on a lot of people's radar if uh, Cantor and Thomas are both ruled out. Uh, right. You know, I think, you know, we don't have enough information to say that we're going to play Beasley everywhere yet. But, you know, this is definitely a night where you should be considering him. Dwight Powell for the Mavericks, now 5,900. He really saw his role grow for like a week and now he's back into that maybe gets up to 29 minutes but living more around 22 23 24 minutes per game i i don't feel like the price point is terrible there but it's just a total tournament play right yeah i I don't see any scenario in which you're playing him in cash games um it's kind of unfortunate i liked when he had that larger role Uh, i i think he's a pretty good player you know at least in terms of dfs value um but yeah, I think it's probably tournament only at, at 5,900. Uh, based on his production, if he was, say, 4,900, uh, I would feel a lot better about locking him in, but tournament only for me. 
Oklahoma City at the Atlanta Hawks. We got a 215.5 over under. The Thunder only six point favorites in this game, which seems just a little bit weird. Maybe just because Atlanta is a fun place to hang out. Yeah, no, I think it's, you know, has to do with that. They are on this, uh, Oklahoma City is on the second night of a back to back. But I think the real thing that's telling here is, uh, Steven Adams questionable and he left last night. He was questionable heading into last night, left the game with an injury and is questionable now. That kind of tells me that he may not play in this game, and the line kind of indicates that as well. Um, so that's what I think is going on there with that line. How do you feel about the Hawks? Do you just feel like we don't have a good enough grasp on who they're going to play on a night-to-night basis? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that it, it's not necessarily that. It's just also that the guys just aren't that good. Um, you know, I, you can look at the guards. I mean, it looks like Dennis Schroeder is going to play. Uh, we already know that. Bembry and Delaney are both ruled out, so you can look at a guy like Tyler Dorsey, 3,800. Um, I don't know that I love it. I mean, you know, he's kind of shown us that, you know, even playing up to 32 minutes, you know, on a good day, he's going to score 20 fantasy points, which you don't hate that at 3,800, but it, it's far from reliable. Um, so I, I think the only Atlanta Hawk that I have some interest in is Mike Muscala at center, and that's only if, you know, we're taking an approach where we're going to try and jam LeBron James or Anthony Davis in our lineups. I will give you a name that I, I think I like. I don't see a situation where Torian Prince doesn't play 30-plus minutes in this game just because of all the injuries the Hawks have. When Torian Prince has played 30 minutes, here's his FanDuel points in his last five or six games, 56.7, 31, 27, 34, 40 in his last five playing at least 30 minutes. Torian Prince, 6,100, seems like, man... Isn't he overpriced? But if you look at what he's done when he's gotten the minutes, he's really not. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's the, uh, I, you know, looking at the game log here, you're absolutely right. It's a tournament only play, but he does make a nice pivot from someone like Michael Beasley or Nemanja Bialica. Uh, the concern that I would have is, you know, looking at what he's done there and the positions that he's playing, like there's a hundred percent chance that if he's playing well at all, that Paul George is going to be locking him down for the rest of the night. Yeah, I just don't, I guess my only thing is I don't know that the things that Prince generally does, and he has had a couple of big point performances, but he also fills up the box score. That's a harder thing to shut down. And I also wonder, like, how long do we expect Russell Westbrook's going to chase Dennis Schroeder around before he tells somebody else to guard him? Yeah, no, I, I think that that's a good point. Um, I, you know, after we talk about it and look at it here, I probably will have Centurion Prince tonight. I, I don't know if I'll be locking him in, but I will certainly have at least one lineup with him. Are you going to play anybody from Oklahoma City? Uh, probably not. Uh, I mean, I, I've kind of taken the stance that I like LeBron over Westbrook. Um, you know, I, I don't think that there's a ton of, you know, talking about Prince and the other guys in the mid-range, I don't think there's any real reason to pay up for Paul George tonight. So I'm probably going to be avoiding the Oklahoma City Thunder. The Indiana Pacers at Philadelphia. How do we take this long to get to this game? And not because it's a six point spread or a two ten over under or because of injuries or anything like that, but because it's, it's Mike's constant fade, Joel Embiid against my constant fade, Victor Oladipo. Right. That's the only reason that it's this far down. Uh, I'm a little shocked at the total here. I think that this total probably is a few points too low. Um, you know, I, I don't find myself having a ton of interest in this game just because of the way that the players are priced right now. But, you know, as far as tournaments go, I mean, Embiid and Oladipo, obviously fantastic tournament place tonight. Well, I, what I was going to say is if you're a little bit frustrated with the last week, week and a half of NBA DFS, and really who could blame you if you are, a lot of chalk has not hit, a lot of injuries have hit, we've had some late scratches. It's been a frustrating a little bit. 
If you want to hope that Heath and Mike's frustration continues, then what you do is you build a Indiana-Philadelphia game stack based around Oladipo and Embiid. Yeah, no, I, I think that that's clearly the best thing that you could do at this point. And, uh, you know, to be fair, I like both of those players tonight. You know, I usually don't like them, but I, I do think that they are in really good spots for each of their skill set in terms of, you know, scoring fantasy points, having low ownership because of the large slate and just, you know, the other players at their positions. But, you know, I, I like Embiid here against Miles Turner, and it's hard to not like Oladipo in a game that should be very competitive. I may have a power forward punt for us. If Dario Saric is out of the game tonight, are we leaning towards Ilyasova, who in his last game had his best game in this stint with the Sixers, 37.1 fan duel points against the Nets? Uh, yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. If Saric is out, I think that Urson becomes almost an automatic play here. At, uh, at 4,300 on FanDuel, I think that makes a ton of sense. And we're, you know, we're going to need some of that value tonight. So, you know, honestly, even, even if Saric isn't out, I don't hate that play at all. And, it, and it'll be less popular if Sharich is playing. So Detroit at Utah, the last game we're going to talk about today, got a 197.5 over under. This game's really gross. My opinion is the only reason we're talking about it is because maybe a bunch of Pistons are out and there's some value in someone like Luke Kennard. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be Luke Kennard that's going to get the bulk of the minutes. Uh, I'd have him projected for 30 to 33 minutes if those guys were out. Uh, you know, if all three are out, you could also consider Langston Galloway at point guard. Uh, he'd probably have to play 25 to 30 minutes. Uh, but that's really kind of where it is with Detroit. I don't know that I have any interest outside of those two. Let's get into building our lineups then. And we're going to start with DraftKings this time. Switch it up just a little bit. I have four spots filled in on DraftKings. Mike Will Barton at shooting guard, DeMar DeRozan at small forward, Nemanja Bialica at power forward, and DeAndre Jordan at the center position. We have 54.50 remaining per player. We'll start by picking a point guard. Kemba Walker's 8,000. I think the way we've built this lineup, he is probably a little bit too expensive for tonight. One guy we didn't talk about, Dennis Smith Jr. going up against the Knicks. And the narrative would be that there are a lot of people that think the Knicks should have drafted Dennis Smith Jr., uh, yeah, no, that's a, actually, that's a really, really good narrative tonight. I like it. Uh, the game is in New York, Madison Square Garden. I do think this is a really fun spot for him as a player. Uh, so I like it. I'm on board with that play. We're going to plug him in at the point guard position, now down to 5,066 per player. We're looking for a guard, and I'd like to find somebody that's a little bit cheaper so we can kind of start uh, building towards maybe finishing off with a better player. Any value guards you like on DraftKings right now? So, I mean, it's not an extreme value guard, but one guy we didn't really talk about at all was uh, Rondo. Uh, anytime they play at home, I, I feel like we kind of forgot to talk about him. Uh, Rondo at home has a lot of value because of the way that the scoreskeeper awards assists, uh, similar to how Anthony Davis seems to get a ton of blocks and steals at home. Uh, so I just wanted to mention that we could talk about Rondo. I don't know if he's cheap enough to plug in at this spot. Um, do you? How do you feel about Rondo? I I don't dislike it. I think what you're saying is exactly right, and he is going to do those things. Um, I don't know paying 5800 for Rondo in this spot when we've got 5000 left per player. I tell you what we could do is we could go over to forward, and if you could tell me if you have a value forward you really like, we could plug him in and just see how we like it from there. Uh, yeah, we could we could probably do that. You you might laugh and cringe when I give you this name. Oh, but... please. Dragon Bender. I, I would like to go on another Dragon Bender, and 
he's only 4K. Like, he's really, really cheap. I, I, you know, this matchup with Cleveland doesn't scare me for him. And this has never gone wrong for us before. No, it's never gone wrong for us before. Like I said, if you, if you don't like him, I, I get it. I mean, the only other situation I could say that we could get into here, he's 4,700, Kyle O'Quinn. Knowing that O'Quinn's going to still get some minutes, Cantor's questionable, Lance Thomas questionable. If one or both of those guys sit, I do think Kyle O'Quinn's going to get a nice bump. Uh, so for me, it's one of those two guys. Well, we're going with Dragon Bender then because it's at least fun to say we went on a Dragon Bender. 5,600 remaining per player for a guard and utility. I'm going to go ahead and plug Rondo in at the guard position and see what we have left at utility. That leaves us 5,400. Tell me it just fits perfectly and there's someone you really like in that range. There he is. There he is. Mr. Michael Beasley. I Michael could not Beasley. Have a better lineup. 5,400. So the lineup looks like Dennis Smith Jr., Will Barton, DeMar DeRozan, Nemanja Bialica, DeAndre Jordan, Rajon Rondo, Dragon Bender, and Michael Beasley. That is a tournament lineup. And as always, the disclaimer is you should subscribe to Sportsline. You should check out lineups from Mike on Sportsline 15 minutes beforehand. They will be much more informed. But this is a good baseline. These are guys that we like tonight. Over on FanDuel, I've got Kimball Walker at point guard. I have Will Barton and Gary Harris at shooting guard. Nemanja Bialica and Torian Prince at small forward. And DeAndre Jordan at center. We have 6,200 remaining, which I, seems like a lot for a lineup that has Kimball Walker, the Denver shooting guards, and DeAndre Jordan in it. I think we're in position to do some real damage here. Uh, yeah, no, I, I definitely think we are, especially if we wanted to use that Ursus on play. But, uh, you know, we, we certainly don't have to lock that in first. Um, you, do you think we should be – how do you feel about Ursan? Like, do you do you feel good about that or not? You I think a lot he of has – no, I think he has a lot of floor at that price at 4,300 because you're – like, if he scores 20, you're not feeling terrible about that. No, and we not at know all. that he just had put up 37 against the Nets. So I, I – I like that. Uh, it leaves a 71.50 for a point guard and a power forward. Yeah, I think that puts you in a pretty good spot. Uh, you know, the, the question is, is what do I, I think that we want to probably look at power forward first and get a guy that we really feel comfortable about. Uh, and for me, you know, another guy we never mentioned. Uh, how do you feel about Larry Nance tonight in the tournament? Yeah, we, we talked about him for just a little bit, and I think he has. Plenty of upside at that price at 7,800. It's only a tournament play for me, though, because we have seen the downside as well. The revenge game against the Lakers didn't exactly go great for him. No, it certainly did not. Um, yeah, I, I think he, you're right. He might be a little too expensive. Um, so at, at point guard, then, for me, it's going to be Lonzo Ball or Rondo. Or the, the, those are the two guys that I think make a lot of sense. I think Rondo is uh, you know, really, really cheap over here. Yeah, if just just looking at how much we'd have left, if we go with Lonzo Ball, then that puts you in position to play someone like Miritich, John Collins, Dwight Powell, Laurie Markkinen. Probably not 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 names that I heard you clamoring for throughout the pod, podcast. So we'll try to plug in Rondo here at the point guard position. Eighty four hundred left for a power forward. That gives you Larry Nance. Uh yeah, it gives you Larry Nance or Julius Randle. Either one of those two guys are the ones that I would be looking at tonight. So and the FanDuel lineup, Kimball Walker, Rondo, Will Barton, Gary Harris, Bielitsa, Torian Prince, Ursan Ilyasova, Larry Nance, and DeAndre Jordan. Once again, get to Sportsline. Use the DFS podcast promo code. Get your $1 subscription. Mike's lineups will pay for your whole year in a very short period of time. And we'll be back on Wednesday 
with PGA coverage and another NBA podcast. Thanks for listening to the Sports Line DFS podcast.